What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back with episode 10 of Keep the Receipt with Zangi and Altamash. We are about to go over a season preview just to get you hyped up for this next season. Uh, the 2020 and 2021 season, that is. We are going to go over our awards uh, for the year, the playoffs, and also our finals prediction today. So with that being said, I'm going to hand it over to Ultimash. Get us started with this, man. Let's go. So I guess we'll start off with what we kind of believe is kind of a foregone conclusion uh, with the Rookie of the Year Award. Just like the Rookie of the Year, we're going to start that. This is their first season. This will be our first topic. Uh, currently, the favored, uh, the favorite is LaMelo Ball at plus 350, uh, depending on which books you look at. And that's a very big favorite over James Wiseman, who's second. And I believe Anthony Edwards is third on most people's board. And uh, Zengi, I'll let you start off who you think is going to win, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, like, I don't watch a lot of college basketball. But, I mean, just with LaMelo's, uh, you know, I, I've seen LaMelo just, it's LaMelo Center out there right now. He, he throws a pass, he walks, he breathes. It's on Sports Center, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he has a lot of clout. Um, and that's, that's you know, that's going to lead to a lot of, you know, highlight plays and just people knowing him and stuff like that, which will end up being a rookie of the year more than likely, unless something drastic happens. I do have a couple of wild cards. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, if Lamella has like a decent, good, a good season, more than likely he's going to win. Even if some other players are maybe outperforming him in certain aspects of the game um my wild cards here would be like james wiseman and i have one rookie uh who the knicks drafted ob Toppin. i'm really high on him i like how he plays um sort of reminds me of a little bit of a sotomayor um if you've seen him i, I watched a few of his highlights uh, he he looks like he has a little he has a jump shot he gets up super explosive um uh, so that's my other wild card but with Lamelo, man, that's more than likely, you know, he's going to have a, a good rookie season and more than likely he's going to win the rookie of the year. Um, that's that's where I'm at on the rookie of the year award. I don't think there's much that I'm going to talk about here unless something drastic happens within, you know, within the season. Yeah. And I think one of the main things is like last year, Jaw won, right? That's because they also made the playoffs, right? And um or they were right there in contention for the playoffs. So I think if one of those teams, all the, the players that are the top players, obviously their teams are not very good. The chances of you, you know, being close to the playoffs or anything even in that ballpark would obviously push them over LaMelo in most cases. But most times it's like a player who puts up good stats on a second team. And I think, like you said, Melo is, he's still, I guess he's not Melo because Carmelo is still in the league, but uh, yeah, LaMelo, he's like box office. Like every, like, like you said, like he, LaVar Ball is literally, you know, the ball name is very, very big in the NBA, even though maybe the players are not as good as the name, you know, would lead you to believe. But yeah, I think like LaMelo is going to be clear on favorite right now. Like he makes a simple pass or he does like any little thing. It's on sports center, like immediately, you know? And I think that factors in a lot. You know, a lot of people, it's, hey, what you see all the time. It's kind of like the regurgitating effect. You keep seeing it over and over again. It's just like, hey, this is the guy, right? And I thought that was kind of a similar thing with Zion last year. That's why even though Zion only played like 10, 15 games, he was still, you know, right there. He was second in the in the 
in the voting, even though, I, I mean, he didn't play that many games and Ja obviously had his team right there in the playoffs, but I think that, you know, social media and how popular are definitely does play a big factor in this thing. And obviously right now, I think LaMelo is the clear favorite. I wouldn't put anybody ahead of him. But in the case that, you know, the Warriors came out well and James Wiseman, maybe they made the playoffs. Uh, that could be a wild card, like you said, but I probably would still lean against it. I think that LaMelo is probably going to win this fairly easily. Like I said, I think it's a foregone conclusion, assuming he doesn't get injured. So on that note, we'll go over to our next award, which is going to be the Coach of the Year. And I'll let you take off on this before, and then I'll, I'll let you know my pick. Uh, I guess I don't want to sound like I'm taking the favorites on all of them. Trust me, as you get forward along, I'm not taking all the favorites. But I think one of the things about Coach of the Year is usually it's a, a new coach. Usually it's a coach that exp- exceeds ex- expectations. I, I know like Eric Spolstra and... Greg Popovich, these coaches that have been in the league for a very long time and have proven themselves, I think they lose they lose that ability to win that award for that specific reason because everybody already knows how good of a coach they are. And you, you think know, if you think if the Spurs got into the playoffs, no, that Popovich won't get the coach of the year. No, nobody has them in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm pretty I don't, positive. Yeah, but I don't think. First of all, I don't think they're getting in. Second of all, if they did, I still don't think he would get it. I think teams that would be ahead of them, there's like. There's a multiple candidates. You still like uh, I think my my pick is Steve Nash. Uh, I think Steve Nash with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it's his first year. They're gonna do really really well. KD, assuming everybody's healthy, they're gonna do really well. They're gonna be a top two three seed in the East. It's gonna be his first year coaching. They're probably gonna win close to I don't know forty five games, uh, maybe even close to fifty if things break well. Fifty. I mean it's a seventy two game season, so you know it's. 45 50 wins isn't out of the question for them to lose 22 games and win 50 so i think steve nash is i think one of the like newer coaches that you know haven't really that i can he has never coached but i'm just saying some of the newer coaches that really are kind of coming into their own as coaches i think steve nash is you know i think he's he's a favorite for a good reason and with katie coming back and with him having a lot to prove and if if Steve Nash can keep KD and Kyrie and the locker room together for the entire season, he should get the award just for that, much less <laughs> what has to do with uh, how they do on the court. And, you know, KD and Kyrie said they didn't need a coach, that they could just coach themselves. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think Steve Nash probably is going to win this award uh, unless a, a surprise team comes in and, you know, uh, they – they become a three, four seed in the, in either conference, or they, you know, far exceed exceed expectations, which I don't really see happening. I think everyone kind of knows where the teams are gonna fall, but hey, there's always surprises. All right, I, I like that you picked the Phoenix guy, uh, but I'm gonna pick another Phoenix guy who's gonna solidify his uh, name in the history books, and that's gonna be Monty Williams. <laughs> I feel obviously with a 10 year drought, 10, 11 year drought of no playoffs uh when the phoenix suns do make the playoffs this year um that's gonna put monty williams right in the coach of the year hunt see i like this the steve nash thing it's kind of weird to me right because really i mean look at the look at the type of players that they have more than likely if if they're healthy that team's gonna be just great you know yeah and and i'm not taking anything away from coaching and you know coaching (laughs) is a huge part of basketball but that team is more than likely going to be great. Yes, there's going 
there's some credit to what needs to be had where Steve Nash does deserve, you know, putting, making sure the chemistry is good, making sure the guys in the locker room are, you know, gelling together and things like that. He has also a really, really good backup. You got Ime Doka, you got D'Antoni. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of like guys that have been in the league that are his assistants. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like, I mean, I don't know how much credit, like I do want to give him credit. Obviously, if they do, this is first year coaching. Um, and you know, Steve Nash, that's, that's my guy right there. <laughs> but I mean, Monty Williams, uh, if the Phoenix Suns get into the playoffs, that's a young team. And, uh, you know, they, they're going to be a lower seed in the West, obviously, uh, more than likely for a lot of people. But I mean, them getting into the playoffs after such a long drought of not even sniffing the playoffs, you know, and just being in the lottery year in and year out and just being miserable year in year out i mean monty williams getting in monty williams getting them into the playoffs that's going to be my coach of the year prediction um i just want to add one last thing i think the monty williams thing is uh, a unique scenario where uh you know if they let's just say i, I mean if they get to the eighth seed maybe but i think they gotta be closer to i don't know six seed mm-hmm. uh i guess we'll cover that in the in the next in a, in a few in a few segments down but I think you got to be somewhere in that range for him to get it. And, you know, even Steve Kerr, the year that, you know, the Warriors were good before Steve Kerr got there. And then Steve Kerr still won Coach of the Year when he won 65 games. I don't ex- Obviously, there's only 72 games in the season. I don't expect Steve Nash to win 65, you know, <laughs> games or anything of that sort. But, you know, if he right. wins a good amount of his games, you know, 65, 70% of his games, uh, I think that he's probably going to win it. So moving from the coach of the year back to the players, uh, the next award that we wanted to talk about was the sixth man of the year. Uh, Zange, I'll let you take the lead on this one, and uh, you go ahead and make your prediction, and then we'll go. Sixth man. Uh, this is going to be good. Uh, so I'm going to go with Tyler Hero here. Um, more than likely, he's going to come off the bench for the Miami Heat. And... I think he had a great outing in the finals. He was amazing in the bubble. Um, he was hitting clutch shots. I mean, throughout the whole year, uh, you just saw the improvement in this kid. And, man, he's he's amazing. And I think he's really good. Um, and you're going to see a lot more of Tyler Hero. And if he's coming off the bench this year, uh, I'm gonna that's going to be my prediction for Tyler Hero as the sixth man of the year. So who do you think is going to be the sixth man of the year? Uh, me? Uh, I'm leaning towards Gallinari. I know we had discussed this in like a few episodes when we first started. I thought the Hawks are going to be really, really good. And Gallinari coming off the bench, if he he's going to give you like... He was starting for OKC, so if he's going to come off the bench for Atlanta, he's going to give you his 16 to 18 points, which is kind of what it always usually takes for you to win sixth man of the year. I know that Lou Williams is the... He's the odds-on favorite, but I just don't think he's going to win it because... He's wanted too many times. Like, it's just, I don't think they're going to keep giving the award to the same person. I guess they could, but I don't think they will. I think Gallinari is going to win this award, and the Hawks are going to be really, really good. And I think that's a combination that bodes well for most six-man of the year is you have a really good team or you're on a good team, and, you know, you're a top seed or, you know, you're you're in the playoffs, and you put up a lot of good stats. I think that Gallinari is going to do that, and... You know, Gallinari's always been super efficient. He's always been for his career, you know, 40% three-point shooter. And he's averaging 15, 16. He's always done that for his whole career. He's 
perfect for I think what Atlanta Hawks were trying to do, and I think that he's probably going to win this award. That's not a bad prediction, Gallo. But I mean, like you said, like more than likely, I don't have the Hawks that high in the playoffs. To be honest, I don't even know. Like it's going to be tough, man, this time around for the Hawks. But if they are a lower seed, I don't know if they'd make. If Gallo even gets that six man, if they're a lower seed, which more than likely they are going to be, yeah. Um, in the East, that's going to be tough for Gallo to even get the six man. You know. I mean, look, I I think that's a fair fair point, but it's kind of like I think it's been a stats driven award more than anything. Like, the Clippers were not, you know, the Clippers were good last year. I mean, they were good, right? But right. Montrez putting up those kind of numbers, those are starter numbers for a guy coming off the bench. Right. And Gallinari is a starter who's going to be coming off the bench. And he's going to play starters minutes, most likely closing games uh, with, you know, Trey Young and Clint Capella and uh, John Collins. So it's not going to be, you know, out of the ordinary for him to be, you know, certain nights where he could give you 30. There's there certain nights where, you know, he's, he's hot enough. He can get you 40 a couple games here and there. And so it's not, you know, crazy for him to do that. That's why I think that. It's got obviously six man of the year is practically a starter who plays you know starter minutes. He yeah. just doesn't have the title of a starter. Starter, right? Yeah, and that's why I think Gallinari. He's practically been a starter his entire career. So him coming off the bench is something new for him, and I think he gets more shots off the bench. He doesn't have to worry about you know uh, sharing the the court with all the starters like Trey Young. He can you know Trey Young and them can get their shots when they're in, and then once Gallo comes in, he's the main scoring option. So he gets a lot more shots up, you know hey, I think it's a stats-driven award. So even if your percentage isn't the greatest, but that's never been Gallinari's problem. He's always right. been an efficient shooter. You know, he shoots like 80% from the 88% from the free throw line. He's always shot a good percentage from the field and the three. And the three. So I think that I, I, I get it, but I, I don't think that the seeding is going to make too much of a difference for him to win it or lose it to, I guess, Tyler Hero in this specific case. I see. I mean, yeah, so let's move on to our our fourth award here which is going to be the most improved so for me uh most improved this is by no means actually it is <laughs> uh, i'm gonna be a little favoritism here and i'm gonna go with uh deandre ayton uh, i've talked about this before um of how much of an impact that chris paul is gonna have on on you know the young guys and sp- specifically deandre ayton because he's gonna be running that pick and roll with you know chris paul um, his improvement, his jump. Look, DeAndre Ayton's been an 18 and 12 guy for his career at the moment, yep. as if we look at it, okay? His improvement is going to come as how much more he's dominating just from, you know, playing defense and also, like, his just efficiency in terms of, like, not taking those twos that he loves to take a lot, like, more of, you know, pick and roll, get to get get to your spot, you know, and, you know, get the lob and dunk from, you know, from CP3. So, I mean, with that being said, I think his CP3's impact on the court with the Suns succeeding, which I do have them as, you know, succeeding, obviously. Um, and I think DeAndre Ayton um, will definitely uh, be a candidate in there. And I think he might actually win it this time around. So I kind of know your prediction, but uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you surprise me yeah. on this one. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I I think this this most improved award should be called the Homer Award because we're both being homers right now. Oh, most uh, 
the Homer of the Year award. Uh, honestly, like I've been saying, I've been so high on Christian Wood, and based on odds, he's like the fifth highest to win it. So I'm not out of the you know he's DeAndre Ayton has the same odds. So I think you know we're not even if we're being homers, we're not being complete homers, and it's not like these guys have no chance to win it. You know, right? But you know, like I said, Stephen Silas, Christian Wood. And if that guy that wears 13 and has a beard decides to stay, uh, Christian Wood is going to be even better with James Harden. And he's already shown what he could do first preseason. He only played one preseason game. He 27 and 10, right? And I guess it's preseason, and you, know, you can only take that for what it's worth. But you saw the potential. He'd take the ball off the rim, coast to coast, like stuff that like not many players in the NBA can do. He was, you know... Uh, Eric Gordon compared him to Anthony Davis. DeMarcus Cousin has done the same thing in terms of skill set. Obviously, his defensive capabilities are not that of Anthony Davis, but he has the versatility to you know, guard the big man. He can step out and shoot the three. He can also switch on to shorter, uh, shorter guys and shorter wings and be able to defend them. And I think with Steven Silas, Steven Silas mentioned that you know, he wants to make Christian, I mean, uh, Christian Wood more like the Kristaps Porzingis of the Mavericks offense, which was last year. And if he can beat Kristaps Porzingis in terms of, you know, how they used him, that's a very big sign. That means he's going to be a very meaningful part of the Rockets. He's going to be the second option, even if John Wall is there. I think that Christian Wood becomes a second option, second option, assuming, obviously, if Harden is gone. I mean, Harden's there, right? And if Harden's there, I think he's definitely the second option. And then John Wall... John Wall's a you good... You really think he's the second option? I, I don't think, think he's the so. second option with John Wall on, in, on the team. You think John Wall is the second option? Man, and the, the other thing is, like, um, I think John Wall is the second option, yes. Um, okay. The other thing is also, like, I don't know how much people are... I know a lot of people don't have a lot of stock in Boogie, it seems like. But Boogie's a freaking beast when he's freaking healthy, man. Um, that's another thing, I, I guess, that... I mean, I know his... Uh, production on the preseason wasn't all that great but if boogie can be what he was or anywhere near don't you think like boogie can actually take that spot more than i guess christian wood could i mean the thing with boogie is me personally i don't have any expectations for him not because Mm. i don't think that he can do it it's just i'm not gonna rely on that you know yeah i'm just like and i guess that's the reason why he's been just out on the market and yeah and nobody was willing to pick him up Uh, that's i guess i I understand that yeah and i think like it's a big man you know a a slightly heavier big man who's had lower leg injuries the last two three years you know that's yeah that's devastating and you know it sucks for boogie never really got his money that he really deserved to get yeah. after he left sacramento he went to the pelicans boogie deserved to get paid yeah he's and, a monster and he just it just never happened and it's just the worst luck ever and honestly he was for, literally having the best season in new orleans and then that's when he got injured yeah the first time around it was against the and rockets. they made the playoffs too yeah it was against the rockets yeah. i remember the game he, yeah. he, it was he was going for a loose ball yeah yeah I remember it was against the Rockets. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing with Boogie. I, I don't like, I'm not expecting a lot. If he comes out to be great, it's amazing for the Rockets because then right. Boogie, then, if he's most likely kind of off the bench, I mean, Steven Silas did announce the Rockets starters. So Eric Gordon is going to the bench. Christian Wood is starting, PJ and Harden, and uh, Daniel House and uh, John Wall. So Boogie's going to be obviously coming off the second. He's going to be a playmaker with the second unit. But yeah. back to Christian Wood, I think that he. 
even during his press conference, you know, this was before Westbrook got traded. You know, they were asking him, like, oh, how do you see yourself on the team? And he mentioned, like, oh, I think I'm going to be good as a second option. And everybody was like, Westbrook is still there. What do you mean second option? So I think he kind of already knew that Westbrook wasn't going to be there much longer. (laughs) So he's expecting himself to be the second option. And obviously, honestly, if it's a good problem to have if you if you know Christian Wood or John Wall becomes the second option and then the other guys the third option those that's a very solid foundation to me obviously yeah. this is all under the assumption that <laughs> Harden is still on the team if not then obviously they become one and two but I think Christian Wood is going to be really good I think I'm, I'm predicting somewhere in the ballpark of like 19 and 11 averages Ooh, um, okay yeah, like he's. I think he's Tough. he's capable of doing stuff like you. You know, when Dwight came to the Rockets, Dwight was doing eighteen and twelve. I think Christian Wood could do something in that in that range. Uh, and if he puts up those kind of numbers in the Rockets, Dwight was also the number one pick, and uh, he was also a final. He ran in, he ran to the finals. No, true, and... but Dwight was coming off an injury when when he came to he came to the Rockets the year after he had just came back from a back surgery so but that's dwight howard who was on literally two teams not five different teams in the span of six years don't worry about you see, <laughs> it's not about where you came from it's where you're at now right, and, right. <laughs> but, i mean I, I don't want to downplay christian wood or anything but man like you you are up there with him I yeah definitely like oof. um i don't have him at anywhere 1911 i think if he gives you like 16 points that's 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 getting his that is that's getting your money's worth sixteen and ten maybe that's that's that for, the best I have him at that one preseason but, game that he played was he dropped like, twenty seven ten wow a preseason game that's I'm, not, no, I'm that's, just saying it, it wasn't don't even put about your marbles it, everywhere it wasn't even about the, the the points and the rebounds it was more it's the about, way he was playing yeah it was it was that yeah, it was, it was that game. it was that and how Hot he was game. playing with Harden and that's another thing if Harden even stays yeah. That's gonna but open the floor up for him. Yeah, and I, like if the Rockets, if Harden stays, the Rockets are gonna be a top four or five seed. Like you can't say that a guy who's a second, maybe second or third best player on the team, isn't most improved. Especially because you know right now you are talking to somebody you know who, who who isn't very high on him. So in the case he puts up some stats similar to what I think he can, yeah, that's that's quote unquote what I mean, that's gonna be the jump, right? Like, and that's a huge jump. For yeah, him. but that's yeah. kind of what the most improved is, right? Like the the players who take the big jump and. You know, like Pascal Siakam a couple years ago. You know, it's those Brandon Ingram took a good jump yeah. last year. But Brandon sure. Ingram obviously was on his own team, and like it's a, it's a different dynamic when it's your own team, and you know, uh, it's it's obviously harder to win the award when you're playing alongside a star like Christian Wood would be. Yeah. But same thing, you know, with uh, with DeAndre Ayton in the same case. You know, he's got a couple stars ahead of him, and you know he has to take. He's already put up really really good stats, so he's got to go to another level. Which is seems you know, which seems like if he gets to that level, the Suns are gonna be a really like, you know, top notch team. Oh yeah. And if you if you think he's gonna get to that, you know, or he becomes an anchor on the defensive end, he becomes much better defensively. You know, something something has to drastically change, uh, I guess for the most improved award yeah. to kind of qualify you for that award. Yeah. So I mean, with that, with the most improved, we'll move on to our next award which is going to be the Defensive Player of the Year award. And I'll let you start off on this one before I go with my pick. Uh, yeah, so just kind of disclaimer, we didn't really discuss the picks amongst each other. So we're kind of finding out just as we're recording uh, who we decided to vote for. So in the case that we have some similar picks, you know, this is all, uh, you know, we're finding out together. So it's not anything that's been, you know, pre-planned or whatnot. 
Uh, for me, I think Anthony Davis is going to win the Defensive Player of the Year. He probably should have won it last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was a finalist with Giannis. I think he was second. And I think it's kind of one of those similar situations to where, uh, you know, a few years ago it was Kawhi and uh, Draymond Green. And Kawhi won it two years in a row while Draymond Green was right there and Draymond Green was second both years. And then the following year, 2017, uh, Draymond yeah. Green won it. So I think it's very similar in that case. That I don't think, first of all, I don't think Giannis is going to win it again. Uh, I think, I mean, I hate to say this, but voter fatigue is real. Like, they don't want to vote for the same person over and over again. Uh, not just for MVP, but just in general. Right. And uh, I unless, think... Unless you're six-man like Lou Will. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but the thing about Lou Will's was that his is, like, staggered. He didn't win, like, you know, back-to-back-to-back to back to back or whatever. Like, you know, it was right. like... He started. He's he's been on like seven, eight different teams, you know. Right. So, uh, that that impact is different. But I think going back to Anthony Davis, like uh, he was, he should have probably won. You could argue last year that he should have won it. And uh, I think one more year with LeBron, one more year in the same system, you know, him learning, him learning exactly what he needs to do on the defensive end, which he's already amazing at. You know, uh, he'll just be more comfortable. And I think that Anthony Davis is probably going to win this award and. It probably to me, he's probably he's the favorite right now, and but I think that he'll probably win it. It probably really won't be even that close. I gotcha. So Anthony Davis, yeah, I mean, good pick here, but I want to go another route, and it and this was a this this guy was dropping gems in the bubble when it came to defensive uh, defensive stops. Um, his huge block on Jason Tatum, a game winning block. Oh. Bam Adebayo is who I'm going to go with here. Um, I think he's going to step it up for the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are going to be a really good team this year. Again, obviously, they went to the finals. And Bam is going to be my pick. I think, obviously, with more, um, you know, continuity uh, with with the team, with, you know, everything that they put together, they're going to be a defensive juggernaut with Jimmy Butler and all the other guys they have around that team. They did lose Jay Crowder to the Suns, but um, I think Bam's going to step it up, and I think that team's going to be really good, and he's going to be my defensive player of the year. So you know what they say. They saved the best for last, and obviously this is going to be our most prestigious award with the most valuable player. Who I'm going to go with here, it's going to be plain and simple Kevin Durant. Um He's been off for a whole year. I'm sure he's got a lot of gas in the tank, and he wants to prove a point when he comes out this year. Um, obviously, this is barring any injury. Anything we speak of is barring any drastic things, all right? Um, Kevin Durant, um, you know, if the Nets are going to be great. Kevin Durant's going to lead that team, and he's going he's gonna to be more than likely going to be the MVP. If the Nets are... Nets, I have them at two in the playoffs, which we're going to get into, but, and I think the Nets are going to be amazing uh, this year. You know, he might rest a little bit, which I assume most stars are going to do, um, but, you know, it was, a, it was a little bit of challenging because I kind of had LeBron because, you know, LeBron had had a few years here where people were arguing, you know, he might be the MVP, which I feel like they argue every year that LeBron could be the MVP, <laughs> which was a last year thing. Giannis won it last year. So I was like, man, you know, but I feel like LeBron's going to rest a lot this year, guys. Um, so that's, you know, that's why I didn't go with LeBron. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to award 
somebody that's going to rest a, a decent amount of the season um, or even games, you know, in this scenario. But KD has a point to prove. He's going to come out and he's going to show the world exactly what he's about. He's going to win another MVP. And that's my pick for the most valuable player. So I'm going to let you do your pick on this one. And I really want to hear this. Uh, so this was difficult. Uh, I see the Kevin Durant. I kind of wanted, I lean Kevin Durant. I think specifically speaking from a, a, a value proposition, I think that Kevin Durant at, he's like plus 1000. Uh, he's a great value for how, how, what the value that they're giving you. But for me, I think Luca is going to win the MVP. Whoa. Uh, this is, this isn't a surprise. I think like, first of all, there's, you got to take out, like, this is a process of elimination, right? Uh, like you said already, I think that Giannis is not going to win it. Everybody kind of saw what happened in the playoffs, and I don't think he's going to three-peat. There's, I don't, even if they have an amazing regular season, which they've had the last two years, I think people are going to be like, hey, show us in the playoffs. And I think that's kind of the reason that Giannis, even if he puts up amazing stats, is not going to win it. AD and LeBron kind of are going to cancel each other out. LeBron has a chance, but like you said, LeBron's probably going to be resting or, you know, he's playing with AD. Uh, which apparently, yeah, yeah. according to ESPN, is the second best player. So if you're playing with the second best player, <laughs> <laughs> how, could, how could you be? How could you be the MVP? Right. Um, but I think that AD and LeBron kind of cancel each other out. So it leaves a few players, right? It leaves you KD. It leaves you Luca. Uh, it leaves you Steph, right? But I think the problem with Steph is that he's not really his, his team's not going to be good enough for him to get it. At least I don't believe so. I think they're going to be. You know, towards the bottom, right? If they make it at all, honestly, this is just because the West is so stacked, and this isn't a, anything against Steph. It's just right now, it just seems like there's teams that are coming up, or you know, it's just it's really, really stacked. You have to get to the tenth seed, which they'll probably get to the tenth seed. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but uh, Luca, I think the the Mavs are going to be right there. I think they're going to be like a top four or five seed this year, and Luca is going to put up. He could have. I mean, you could argue last year that he had MVP numbers last year. You know, it's close to thirty. He was almost triple double, and you know, I think the confidence that he got from the bubble when he hit that game when he shot, you know, on the Clippers. The I Clippers, think it's yeah. yeah. I think that he's just he's gonna take that next step, and he's just like again, voter fatigue is real. I think that they're gonna want to give it to somebody new, and Luca is gonna put up amazing stats, and the Mavericks is gonna be really really good. And if Luka averages close to a triple-double again, which he probably will if the Mavericks have a better record than they did last year, I think that Luka's probably going to win the award. I think and, they have to be top half. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like for especially Luka in to the win West. It. Yeah, especially in the West. Yeah. Uh, Luka would have to be top half in order for them to win it. Yeah, uh, and I think the, yeah. the, the I think your KD prediction is not is pretty good, too. Because you know, I, I, I think they're going to be like a top-two seed, assuming... You know, nothing else happens, right? I don't think anybody's coming out of the blue. I think Brooklyn, as long as they don't have any chemistry issues or anything of that sort, I think Brooklyn is going to be a top two seed, and KD is going to have that over a player in the West like a Luka, who might not necessarily be a top two seed in his conference. But Luka's going to put up close to triple-double numbers, and I think that's going to, you know, give him the award. And right now he is the favorite. He And then Giannis is a close second. But I think the Giannis boat has sailed. I don't think he's going to win. Another yeah, one. it's time to prove it in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and I don't, sure. yeah, I think they're they're kind of over that. So speaking of seedings, uh, I kind of wanted to get our predictions on the seedings, uh, the East and the West, and also our championship finals uh, matchup and who we ultimately think is going to win the title. 
So Zangi, I'll start off with you. You can go ahead and start, and then we'll go from there. All right. So the playoffs. Uh, this is for the first time. I do want to put the respect on the Eastern Conference because I feel like <laughs> for the past, you know, Lord knows how many years, six, seven years, it, it was kind of like an easy pick. You know, every year it was just like, hey, this is a team that's going to be in there, and then you can have some fillers at the end. You know. Man, was it tough for me to decide on the Eastern Conference this year? No doubt, man. They're, they have the Eastern Conference has really stacked up, and they are going to be a solid conference this year. Um, and I'm I'm gonna get to it exactly where I was like, you know, obviously you're gonna have the Bucks. That's who I have that one. The second, I'm gonna have the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I think the you know Bucks are gonna have a great season. The Nets are gonna have a great season. Then I have the Celtics, the Heat, the Sixers. Um, then this is going to be my surprise entry. I believe it's going to be the wizards, um, the Raptors and the Pacers. I don't even have the Hawks in there right now or the magic who were in the playoffs last year. So man, there, there was about, you know, say 10 and 11 teams in the Eastern conference can potentially make the playoffs. Um, this is going to be very tough for me to even, um, tell you like this eastern conference for the past years it was like i knew who the first five were gonna be and then the next three is like fill them in you know um put in whomever you want and then you you might get it right um because the bottom half of the eastern conference was always pretty weak but this year man it's stacked even the hawks the hawks can get in there somewhere um the magic right um so that's my eastern conference so i'm gonna transition over to you for the eastern conference side and then we'll come back with the west um, yeah, so I think uh, the first two we have the same. I think you have Brooklyn second, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have, I have Bucks in Brooklyn one and two. Uh, Giannis is the ultimate regular season player, and he's going to put up amazing stats. Is it not Harden? Uh, well, we'll see what uh-huh. this what this 2021 Harden, we'll see uh, where his mindset is. I might change my prediction on that. <laughs> but I, I, got, I got the Heat at three. I got okay. the Raptors at four. Mm. uh celtics at five i got philly down at six again this is barring that harden's still on the rockets right this is based on now and right, right now he's still a member of the rockets Correct. maybe i haven't checked twitter in 10 any minutes any drastic changes we'll i have... haven't checked twitter in 10 minutes so maybe he's not on the rockets anymore but <laughs> uh season starts baby yeah and then i got philly down at six i think assuming they don't they keep ben simmons and i i, I they have to get rid of him i just don't think it's going to work out it, it hasn't worked out i don't think it will right. um so I got them at six. I got uh, Hawks at seven, and I got Wizards at eight. Hawks and Wizards, you can kind of flip flop. I got just I think the Hawks have more. Uh, I feel like they have more potential. I think they they have been together longer, and obviously adding somebody like a Westbrook could just you know elevate you into the seven speed. But I don't think it's gonna happen. And so you think the Pacers are not gonna make the playoffs? I don't think the Pacers are gonna Man. make the playoffs. Victor uh, Depot's coming back. He's probably gonna be healthy. Yeah, and this isn't this isn't necessarily necessarily about the Pacers. It's just like you yeah. said, it's about the everybody else, right? It's right. about the other teams that are fighting for that. And obviously, no the doubt. Pacers. And like I said, this this year, I think this is the toughest I've had to decide on an Eastern Conference team. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where it's like there's there's going to be a ninth seed and a tenth seed who are going to be able to play. play in. But so obviously, we're just talking about who's going to be there like after the the playing games are done, right? These are right. the teams that we're going to say are going to be there. Uh, so obviously the, maybe the Pacers are going to be in that playing game or playing games depending on if they win or won or not. But I think those are my teams for the East. Uh, Zengi, if you want to go ahead and talk about the West. 
yeah so west um this is gonna be um so first i'll start off with the lakers i'll go second nuggets then i have the clippers now assuming the rockets stay as they are um the rockets will be number four for me the mavericks five the suns at number six for me (laughs) portland and then jazz um that's where i'm at with the western conference i know you can pick at me for the sun's pick but i think that's chris paul is going to be that good for us and that's you know and the rockets thing i mean man that's going to be tough but obviously we're going to see where that ends up and how that goes but right now i'm assuming the harden stays and they all play together uh you might have questions on that one but you know you can go ahead with that uh so yeah i think this again like we said we didn't discuss this before i almost have identical to you the only thing i don't have is that i don't have phoenix at six i have phoenix at eight i have jazz at six okay uh and the mavericks and rockets it was kind of a flip-flop for me uh i, I see mavericks probably at four rockets at five uh just to give because the rockets implementing a whole bunch of new guys that are going to be a big part of the team and it might take them you know a week or maybe you know a month or so for them to kind of get ramping up Again, if Harden stays, I think the Rockets are going to be a top four or five seed. Uh, he's kind of guaranteed that if you have Harden on your team, you're going to be that, assuming you don't have any chemistry issues. But I, I got the Suns down at eight. Uh, Portland at seven. That was a little iffy for me. I, I'm not as high on Portland as a lot of other people are. And uh, the Suns could easily take that seven spot, but I don't want to be bold enough to go there <laughs> yet. But again, you know, I, I think that the... Jazz, Suns, and uh, Portland. I think that those three you can kind of flip-flop and you have the Suns, obviously. It has nothing to do with your bias or anything of that sort, right? Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> but that's kind of my pick. So it's, it was just, it very happens to be that we all, we very, almost had identical brackets on the yeah. West side, even though the, usually the now, West see, is harder to predict. For, for me, if the Rockets, for example, if Harden decides, obviously, if he like, leaves, which more than likely will happen then i have the rock is really falling out yeah. and i will fill that spot in with the pelicans mm-hmm. that's gonna be the... not the grizzlies what do you think about the grizzlies man uh see grizzlies barely made it last year or two i mean they, they lost in the playing game right yeah um they're gonna be good uh but again that meant that one to ten spots gonna be loaded uh and grizzlies are gonna be right there too um so you and, think the, that, and then the Warriors, I mean, you got, good God, man, the West, oh my God, it's tough. And and really from anywhere from the 6th spot down to the 10, 11th spot, 12th spot, yeah. you can literally flip-flop those teams. In reality, to, let's just be real, because, you know, even the Suns, they can fall out for all I know. Uh, and, and yeah. you know, this is just, you know, strictly what I'm talking about is like the Suns can fall out and another team can get in. I, and from the 6 to 11 spot is very similar in terms of talent and what they have on their team the warriors can get in if they get hot you know and and steph steph has this crazy season or something more than very likely can happen and so there's a lot of stuff on the west that's like obviously up in the air a little bit we'll see what what goes on from here and but these are my predictions i'm gonna stick to them um i'm i wrote it down so i know exactly what i what i said (laughs) uh yeah, one last thing I want to add. Yeah, like, man, it, the Warriors in this specific case to both of us are like an afterthought. And 
again, this isn't even about the Warriors themselves. This is the other teams have just taken a step up or we feel like are going to take a step up uh, based on acquisitions that they made or coaches changes or whatever that case might be. And, you know, this is the year. But this has just had to do with this clay going down. Yeah, clay exactly. being in there, Absolutely. The, the Warriors are in the offs. Yeah, for sure. And this is, this is the thing. This is a big thing. This could be a big year for Steph. If Steph can lead his team to the playoffs on his own practically. Like, they got players there. Andrew against Kelly Oubre. They got, you know. James they got Wiseman. They, they, they got players. So, it's not like, you know, he's going to be out there. Pascal, play. who had a great year last year. Yeah. And so, they're, they're, they're not out there playing with, you know, he's not out there playing with the Hornets roster or, you know, some right. terrible team. He's got good players on his team. So, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they can make it. I just think that uh, the other teams are just better. I just think that the Suns are better and, I think Portland is better. I think the Jazz are definitely better. Right. Just because all those teams, I believe, have like two stars or two borderline stars, If you know, even if they're not stars, right? Uh, Rudy Gobert just signed that big contract, got right. overpaid. But him and Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> uh, Booker, and, uh, Booker and Paul, you know, Portland got CJ and Dame, and they got Robert Covington, and they got y- Yusuf Nurkic. So they're, you know, more well-rounded than they were last year. And it's going to be a, it's going to be the Steph show. Hey, if you're the top five, six player that everybody thinks you are, you're going to, you know, prove it. Because you had the chance last year, but then obviously you got injured. Um, but that's kind of my thing. Hey, this is this is Steph's year to prove, not that he's not good. It's just to prove, hey, you can do it on your own. Because everybody says you can, but we haven't seen it yet. Now that we have our playoff bracket set, uh, Zengi, I did want to get your finals prediction. And then I will give you mine. All right, final position. I'm gonna be a little real here. I think the Suns are gonna win the championship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. But Booker uh, finals MVP. Booker's finals MVP. Uh, but we're, we're, that's being too realistic here. All right, y'all. <laughs> um, but we're gonna. Uh, I mean, so I have. I'm, I'm gonna have the Lakers uh, versus the Nets here. I don't think that the Bucks have what it takes to be in the finals just yet um the nets i feel like are going to improve over the season uh, especially with their debt um they do have they do have a decent amount of debt but i feel like they're going to need a couple of players uh vets that they're going to need to fill in with um and over time i feel like you know the nets are going to be able to ultimately beat the bucks and get into the finals and it's going to be the lakers versus nets for me for the finals prediction what do you? Who do you have right here? I mean, are you gonna predict the winner? Am I gonna? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm gonna I'm go with the Lakers. Uh, I think LeBron does it again, and it's another Finals MVP. Like I said, he's gonna rest. He has a good supporting cast. Anthony Davis is gonna be huge this year. Uh, Anthony Davis, in some in some someone's eyes, there he's gonna be MVP candidate. You know, mm-hmm. and that that's gonna be. That that basically means you know the games that LeBron does take off, Anthony Davis has the helm, and obviously they filled their roster up just as they should, you know, um, and they're gonna I think they're gonna repeat this year, um, beating the Nets. Uh yeah. So again, we didn't discuss this, but I have the same finals prediction. I although I would like to see Brooklyn beat the Lakers. Right. I just can't go that far. I don't think in the first year, it really never ever happens in the first year where a teams come together and they just win the title right off the bat. 
it's very, very, very rare. And even when LeBron made his team in Miami and they went up against a team that everybody thought they were going to beat, they didn't beat the Dallas Mavericks. And I think, you know, they, Kyrie and KD probably need another year. But the Lakers look like they're going to repeat as champions. And one other thing about the Anthony Davis as MVP candidate, in the case that LeBron does rest a lot, I think that opens the door for him to be there. Uh, just because... It's going to be his show. It's going to be the Anthony Davis show. And yeah, I think that's kind of a a big swing for him if he was to obviously, you know, get a chance at the MVP. But um, yeah, I think that it's going to be sadly Lakers back to back. I've been saying Rockets champions for years. So eventually one of these years, I'm going to be right. <laughs> like Rockets are going to win the title. So that, anybody who knows me personally knows that's all. That's what I say. Anybody who asks me who's going to win the title. It hasn't been for the past 25 years, though. But we're, we're, that's 25 times you've been wrong. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to be right again. But uh, Eventually. Our, yeah, our star players. I'll not. be right, too, one day. So, guys, this was our 10th episode and also our season finale. So, we will be back next week uh, with our first episode of season two. With that being said... We We out. out.